This is Christ Presbyterian Church, and you're listening to a homily from one of our Wednesday night Compline services. We hope you enjoy. Love how this starts. I'm intrigued, aren't you? I mean, this rhetorical question, who, who, for God's sake, who has believed what we have heard? I mean, who? And is this arm of God, this strength, this power, who? To whom has it been given? You hear it? Scholars call it the messianic secret. It's that secret which judges the world who received him not. It's the secret which which made the Hebrews stumble and the Greeks sneer. Foolishness. Foolishness. He came not imaging himself. He came not in great strength and wealth and pomp and respect. No, this passage stuns you when you stop to think. I mean, who would believe this? That the arm of God, the power of of God that has saved the world has come like this? Having no majesty at all that would garner your awe of him? No beauty at all that would make you desire him? I mean, he wasn't very popular either. In fact, he was despised and rejected This person, he was a loser. Walked around with sorrow and grief. This person, people didn't want to be around him. They would hide themselves and their faces from him. That's how esteemed or despised he, he was. But why? Why would this be the power of God revealed? Why is this? How come? How possibly could this be God's plan of salvation? Well, why would we stumble? See, that's the question. Why would we disbelieve that? Well, because we just don't get it. That we have sinned that bad. That we have become so broken in our rejection of God and made such a mess of things that it required this kind of ironic power. A power that would come not to flaunt God's incredible majesty and glory 
No, he would lay that glory aside. He would empty himself of all that he deserved in human adoration and desire so that he could be born. He could be born like a root out of dry ground. That he would come to bear our junk. He would come to receive our curse that we had brought upon himself, smitten of God and afflicted. He would suffer for our transgressions. And all of this, all of this so that, why? That we could be at peace. That we could have peace. With who? With what? Well, with God. See, God ultimately is the problem that needs to be solved. God's righteous wrath, his righteous judgment, his righteous hatred, not for us, but for the sin and its curse that has so destroyed us in this world. What is that sin? Well, it's really simple. Everyone does what's right in their own eyes. Everyone has turned his own way. And so the Lord laid that original sin upon Christ. It goes on. He was oppressed and yet he never complained. He was led to slaughter. Still, he never complained. He was silent. Never even opening his mouth, it says. And then finally he died. We have sung about it and meditated upon it. He died. And he was laid to rest with fellow sinners. Who would believe to whom the arm of the Lord has been revealed? And who would believe this? You see, this very one at the end who is without any violence would suffer violence. The violence we've brought upon ourselves and against God. This is a week where we meditate and pray, perhaps even fast, that God would help us by his mercy to believe. And it will begin with the acknowledgement that we, like all sheep, we went astray. This is a week to really think about that, how we have gone astray, what curse we've brought upon ourselves in the world. And then it brings us to 
how we can believe. To see that the irony, that which is ironic to the world, is actually perfectly reasonable and logical according to the covenant that we broke. Why wouldn't we have expected this? It's strange that we have this incredible passage in the Old Testament and anyone could miss it, especially the Jewish person. How could we not have seen it? Well, we know the answer. It's because of that very sin. The sin that can't believe what is true about ourselves that would therefore warrant the power of God manifest in this divine human transaction where the Messiah would be born as from dry ground, that is, scarched in horrible circumstances, and that this Messiah would manifest the power of God's love and his mercy for us. And of course, we know where this all ends. It talks about it here. This one who dies, the story continues, verse 12, will divide, it will be divided him a portion with the many. He shall divide the spoil with the strong. You see, he conquers through his death. And of course, we celebrate that vindication and satisfaction of God's justice on Easter Sunday. So may these words encourage you to reflect deeply on our sin, on the ironic power, and on the vindication day that all awaits us. Amen.